my topic is how you can have a new beginning in the new year because the new year is always a moment when you think about the last year, right? If you think about a lot of areas in your life where you can develop and you believe a new year, it's a new beginning, it's a new opportunity. But the cool thing is God is the same last year, this year, and also the next year. God will not change his faithfulness in terms of let grow the kingdom of Jesus in us. You know what I believe is in the one thing. One day Paul was killing Christians, but the next day he was a Christian. One day Peter was a fisher, and the next day he was a fisher of men. Don't judge anyone based on that one day. Maybe sometimes you have a bad one day, right? Or you're doing bad decisions in that one day, but never judge people on based on that one day. If God can create the whole world in six days, he can create surely your heart in that one single moment. This is what I believe from the bottom of my heart. God is not finished with you and me as well. Do you believe that? It's the one prayer. It's the one decision. It's the one prayer. You're going on your knees and you ask God for an amazing breakthrough. Hey, Pastor Sun and I, we will uh, start with a message and we want to lead you to the next six weeks because we believe God has big things in store for you guys. I remember my mom, she passed away a year, a year ago. She was, she, she's now in heaven. And every, every, almost every week, my mom said to me, Leo, she always said, Leo, she always mentioned my name. She, she was afraid that uh, I forget my own name. She always said, Leo, Never forget where you come from. God is your creator. God has formed and shaped you, the DNA on all your gifts and talents. It's a free gift from the Lord. And by the way, never forget where you're going. One day you will die and you will be in the church of God. God will judge your life. I don't like when I was a teenager to hear it. But she said, don't forget God will judge it's not about how you feel about the love. Or the, God will judge your life. And I hope when you enter heaven, God will say, well done, Leo. We are so happy that you're in heaven. And I'm wondering uh, if this is the same thing with your life. My mom passed now away and I want to be now your mom right now. Can I do that? I want to ask you the same question. Do you know where, how God has started your life? Have you forgot all the gifts and all the talents God has put inside of you? It's not, not your decision. If you're man or female, it was not your decision. God made a decision for you already. I'm glad you saved a lot of money. But don't forget where you're going. And one day God will judge your life. And I hope God will say, well done, your faithful servant. I'm so glad you are in heaven. This is actually, we often talk about how you start something. But let's think for a moment how we end our race. In Matthew chapter 25, verse 21, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over few things. I will make you ruler of many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord, and I will enter heaven with joy. Because I believe that will be the best moment of our lives. And I will not be there because say, Oh my gosh, Leah is coming. You were a failure on earth. I'm not a failure, but sometimes we fail, right? And I want to be sure that God is super proud of what we have done and achieved on this earth for his name and his glory. Pastor Sana, just tell us, how can we start a new year? You are so on fire almost every day. 
Yeah. And we would love to start uh, as a whole church and we would love to, the year, and we would love to start it strong. We, Leah and myself, have written this book, Lebe wie niemals zuvor, and it's translated in English as well. So it's available and the next series, the next six weeks are based on these books. You can um, purchase this book as an ebook online, it's available for you in English. And it's a book that tells what we believe and what we live and what, what we believe in since we are married. That's 30 years now. And it's about these topics, faith, relationship, health, resources, work. We, you get to hear more in the message. But it's, we would love to do it together to start a new year as a whole church, maybe as a small group. If you are watching us online, be part of it. And you think, how can I be part of it? We have different offers, but one is you, you get the book and you, you read it through or you attend the services or you watching us online because we would love to introduce you every topic in the next five weeks and just with the open heart, the open heart for the Holy Spirit that he can point into our lives. What is the next step we could do? What is, what is going on in your life, in my life might be different, but for each and every one of us, it means we are doing a next step in order to start the year strong together. Yes, come on, thank you so much. Let's give a big round of applause. <laughs> Hey, um, I want to start with the point number one, and you will uh, understand what we're going through with this circle here. The third thing is become, be, become more like Jesus Christ. This is our, our biggest longing that I have for my life, that I become more and more like Jesus Christ. And the thing is, I, I don't think we can create growth. Often people say, um, you can grow, gr create growth or you can create success to being successful. I, I don't believe that. I always believe you can stop growth. You can stop to being successful because God has put in us growth already because nature, it's growing. It's not standing still. And I believe the kingdom of God is growing all the time. That means we can stop block actually growth. And a very good example is a shark. You buy a shark. A baby shark is so cute and so small. And the shark growth depends on the capacity you put the shark in. For example, if you put a baby shark into a small aquarium, the shark will grow to the capacity of the aquarium. Did you know that? Forever, even after five years, it will be still small because it's the aquarium defines the growth of a shark. If you want to say, oh no, I want to see that my shark, with my name Peter the shark, is growing. You put that shark, the Peter the shark, in the hot put in the whirlpool, it will grow bigger to the size of the whirlpool. If you say, oh, Peter, my shark, he has more to grow. You put that shark in a swimming pool, the shark will grow to the capacity of a swimming pool. Do you know that? And if you put the shark into the ocean, it grows to the capacity that God, the chef, creator, has put in the shark already. And this is a very amazing illustration. That means if you put your life in a small bucket or your Jesus in a small aquarium, he will not grow to the capacity you put, give Jesus the opportunity. And what I believe right now, let's give God the biggest platform ever in our life. Uh, Rick Warren once said, uh, if you have a small baby, for example, you have a baby, and nobody will say, if you have a baby, uh, I have a plan for you from now to five years, from now to 10 years, then to 15 years, 
you will say, no, no, no. If you have a baby, it's quite simple. A baby needs food, not McDonald's in the first nine months. Good food, Swiss food, Swiss cheese, Swiss milk, right? Then you give some clothes. Then a baby needs, needs some uh, hugs and love and also a house to live in. And when you have like love, food, and all those things, a baby will grow to the capacity God the Almighty, the Creator, put in that human beings already. That means you cannot say, you will be two meters tall. You can say that, it's nice, it's cool, but you are not the reason why a person will grow to the capacity. God has put the capacity in you, and don't stop it. Let's make room that Jesus Christ gets bigger, like a sharp, like a baby, and don't stop the revival of Jesus Christ in our lives. So, Rick Warren, Rick Warren said it's all about balance. You need a balanced life. And often when you go into a church, often pastors only speak about faith. The faith is the only thing. And I think it's not only the case. We have also some relationships. We have some health because our body, it's the temple of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that the Holy Spirit dwells in you? Have you ever thought about it? I hope he's happy with your six-pack. But he dwells in you. It's, it's, it's not a small thing. It's a big thing as well. God has given us some resources, talents, and money, and also a job. Uh, work means also worship. Uh, and that means faith, relationship, health, and resources, and work. And if you're living a balanced life, you're giving in every area room, Jesus Christ will grow to a bigger capacity. Now, my, my wish to you, to, if you have a small group or micro church, just elevate your life for a moment. You put this on a white paper and you ask your question, if I give this a number, this, uh, the lowest is one and the highest is a 10. Just give your number, how was my faith last year? And maybe you're giving an eight and maybe you say, oh, my relationship was super good. I have so many friends, I give you a 10. Health, you see, oh, I'm not good, I'm not bad. Like a Swiss people will say, I have a five. It's always in the middle, you're safe. Resource, you said maybe this year I was a big giver. My talents are growing. And maybe you work, you will say, I worked very hard. And you're just giving, you elevate your life for a moment. And you think about it, how was my life last year? Do you know, because the lowest thing is like a barrel. A barrel doesn't mean how high is the wood. The barrel means the lowest, the water runs out again. And that's the point. There's a lot of people, they're very successful in, in a business. They're earning million and billion of money, working very hard, but they're losing their kids and the spouse and the wife and everything. And then you are not super strong. That's always the moment when the devil sneaks in and you fall down and you're not super successful. Often we don't talk, talk about it. What is the lowest one? And you ask God, how can I give room that my health, my faith, my relationships are growing stronger and stronger and stronger? Pastor Sana, we can also use the same illustration with the fivefold ministry. Have you, have you ever heard about the fivefold ministry? The five areas in the Bible. It's the same thing. Because sometimes if you're super sporty, you just think about sports, six packs and muscle. If you're a pastor, you just think about church planting. If you are relationships, oh, it's all about love and feeling. That means always you are so extreme in one area and you lose the rest. And that means in the long run, you will not be successful in the five-fold ministry. It's exactly the same principle. 
Yeah, it's the same principle for the church because everyone wants to have a balanced church, a balanced church leadership. So the fivefold ministry means there are some with gifted apostles, some are gifted prophets, some are gifted evangelists, some are gifted teachers, and some are gifted shepherds. And everyone is needed in order to have a balanced church. And you can illustrate it perfectly with the hand. Let's say the apostle is the thumb. And the apostle, if it's the thumb, the apostle says, hey, I am the strongest among you. But then you see the index finger, this is, uh, we suppose it's the prophet. The prophet says, no, 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 you are not the strongest. Look at my line. I can point into the, the heart of a people um, straight away. This is my strength. And then the third one comes the evangelist. He says, hey, guys, let's stand up, all of you. Who is the tallest among us? It's me, says the evangelist. I am longing into the, the world the, the furthest of you all. Then says the teacher, no, 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 no. I am the ring finger. I'm carrying the treasure. This is what the teacher is all about. And then you guess, what is the shepherd? Is it the little finger? Yes, the shepherd is the little finger. What is it good for? Now it comes. The shepherd says, hey, if there is trouble in the church and someone hits really strong on the table, I'm catching you all. So this means a balanced church. And you see how important it is to have a balanced church. And the same is true for our lives and the different areas. It all makes our life. Yeah, and everyone believes I'm more important than the rest. That's always what happens. You say, oh, faith is the most important thing. Oh, no, sport is the most important thing. But then there's a wall. And someone draws the ball to these five very strong people. Who will catch that? Which the, one? The apostle? The evangelist? The or teacher? maybe the prophet? I don't know. Yeah, try it. Check this out. It's very, it's, are you ready? Like in circus. Who catches? Are you ready? It's, this is amazing. Boom. All five. All of them. All of them are important in order to catch a ball. And the same is true for our they lives. They haven't seen the coming. It's like, wow, it's amazing. What a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you understand? It's always the balance. Keep a balanced life and make room for Jesus Christ because I want to be, become more and more like Jesus Christ. I wrote down an amazing quote. It's really from me, original from me. Usually some people copy votes from me, but this is my quote. I'm value-driven and not only vision-driven. I don't say vision, it's, I don't say vision, it's not wrong, but I think it's always the package of both. You need a vision and you need some values in your life. Vision you can change, but never values. Values is what you are. For example, when I have a vision, for example, say, oh, I have, I have a vision that our church grows to 10,000 people in Zurich. That's cool, and I can pray, I can say, go out and invite people, give everyone 1,000 US dollars to come to the church, then we're 1,000 people. But what happens if there is a persecution and we're not allowed to gather anymore and people are turning away from God because it's not so cool anymore? I will do still the same thing. Preach and teach the word of the Lord because in the end of the day, my value is I believe in God and I bring the kingdom of God down on the earth. It doesn't matter how many people are here and they will hear the word of God. You understand what I'm talking about? Sometimes you can have a vision 
But sometimes there's also circumstances and it's super, super hard that you see your vision fulfilled. How is vision and value, what is the package? A vision could be we have a vision to plant 300 churches around the world. Now we have planted 80 churches. This is our vision. But the value is I want to see 300 churches that say that the gates of hell will not overcome the church. And we have 300 churches that believe that science and miracles is still here right now. This is the value and the vision in a package. I can say my vision is me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Cool vision, cool statement. It's just a vision. It's just a statement. But what will be if I say my value is that everyone in my family is an error in the hand of God Almighty. That's a different statement. Combine vision and value together and all of a sudden you will see that Jesus Christ becomes room in your life and the kingdom of God becomes an amazing drive. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and that's the Bible verse, we will be the next five years. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Jesus. Check this out. It's not Red Bull makes you more and more like Jesus. It's not my quote. The Bible says the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, it's your helper, your power, your hope. He gives you the hope. I can change. Can I hear an amen? This is, this is, this is, this is deep, deep Bible. So deep that sometimes deep. Jesus Christ who are changed into his glorious image. This is my goal that the Holy Spirit changes me that every area of my life I become more like Jesus Christ. Now let's, let's be practical. I love to be practical because when we start the year, how can you be more and more like Jesus Christ? Take small steps to grow. That's my first point. Make small steps to grow. Why is this so important? Because when you make an elevation about your five areas, you can be very overwhelmed to say, oh my gosh, in my life there are not one area, there are areas where I need change. And you are so overwhelmed and often what happens in the, in the beginning of the new year, people will say, in this year, I will not watch porns anymore. It's over. But before you watch porn every single day. And it works very well for three days. And then after three days, you fall into the same trap again. Have you ever met people that had this issue? Have you ever met people they had this issue? I'm not talking about you and me. We are different. Then you start very strong, right? You say, I want to be the best husband or I want to cook every single day for my family. You start with faith and belief and hope and you're anointed. And after one year, week, you figure out, oh my gosh, I'm in the same pattern like last year. That's why big steps, usually you will not be successful. Here's an illustration about a ladder. If you have big, big steps, you will not be successful. Put it down in very small baby steps. Steps after steps and steps and steps. And after a while, it becomes your routine. For example, when we start our church, I said to God, God, I want to, I want to be one of the biggest giver. I want to be one of the biggest giver. And I heard that many people said to me, I want to be the biggest giver one day. But one day means one day. One day means never. Because when is the one day? And God said to me, do you know how it started to be one of the biggest givers? He said, no, tell me, teach me. He said, 
start with 10% of your income. Then a year later, you give 11%. A year later, you give 12%. A year later, 13%. A year later, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. And this is super small, easy because 1% is easy. And years after years, you're giving more. And all of a sudden, I become a big giver in our church because I did some baby steps. And baby steps is so simple. If I say, I want to give big, I will wait. No money comes in and I will stop. The same thing actually is with my finger. I told this story already many, many years ago. I had a problem. I always was chewing. Have you ever met people that are chewing their fingernails like this? Now it's not a big deal anymore. You have, you have a mask on. You can spit in your own mask. But I remember many years ago, my finger, they looked like, like, like a beaver was nagging on my finger. It was blood and all the things. And when I signed my books, people said to me, oh my gosh, what's happened with your finger? I said, oh, 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 this, oh I don't know. Something happened, you know. And I remember many years ago before Eastern, we had a hashtag Jesus campaign. We fasted and prayed. And I said to Jesus, when the Easter day is coming, I want to see a resurrection with my fingers. And I did everything. I fasted, I prayed, I did everything. But Eastern came, Jesus was resurrected, but my finger was still dead. And I was so surprised, so, so, so disappointed. And God said to me the same thing. Leo, look, start with a baby step. Which is the, the, the lowest, the simplest finger you never chew? I said, this finger, I don't use it. And I start with this finger. When I started chewing, I said, no, this finger is safe. I started with two fingers. And after one year, I walked around like this. Hey, I want to preach the word of God to you. Two fingers are healed. Two fingers are safe. And sometimes I preach like this. Hey, you know, I hope you're doing good. This finger, can you see this finger? And I was successful with one finger. And then a year later said, oh, now, now I'm going to two fingers. That means four. And then it's like, hashtag Jesus. A year later, three fingers. And now it's almost all the five fingers are healed and I'm fine. Only sometimes when I watch soccer and my team is losing, then I start like this. Like, oh, no, it's only soccer. But now after five years, it's not a joke. My finger are healed and saved of simple, small baby steps. Isn't that simple? If you have, I don't say that God can do a miracle in one God can do it. That's not the question. But sometimes put it down in very, very small steps. And here is a Bible verse for that. Do you know that? The Bible says in uh, Zechariah chapter 4, verse 10, for who is despised the day of the small beginnings? Don't despise the small finger in the beginning. Don't laugh. It's the beginning and then comes the next and the next and the next. The next thing what you can do is ask the Holy Spirit for action steps. So now you, you filled out the five things. And now I want to show you what Pastor Sana and I always do every single year. The Bible says in Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. We are the church. You are the living church of Christ. And the Bible says, if you have ears to hear, hear. And what I do, I take a choose to praise journal. 
is now advertisement. So I take it and we find a seat. And now I will ask in a very, very simple prayer time, like I close my eyes, I find the nearest comf uh, comfortable chair actually. And I need a place in a, in a, in a room where I'm very focused. No noise around, no smartphone. My thoughts are focused. I'm not thinking about the work, about my friends, about the stock market. And I said, God, I filled out these five areas. And you have given me the power to become more like Jesus. What would you do in my case? Because Jesus said, be happy that I'm leaving earth. Otherwise, the Holy Spirit cannot come. The Spirit of God, He will lead you. He will guide you. He will teach you all the truth. And I'm, I'm quiet for a moment. And say, Holy Spirit, what is my next step? I have maybe thoughts. But I ask Him, Pastor Son, how do you hear? How do you hear the Holy Spirit? Yeah, maybe you hear Him straight away. Maybe it's like, it feels like a lightning bolt moment where you just have an impression that is very strong. But maybe you, it seems that you hear nothing. But for me, it's clear when I take time with that book open or whatever it might be in your life that you show that you are open and ready to hear. It's like you, you light a rocket. You never know when it hits the, the, the goal. But you, I know that I made it very clear where I asked my help from. And then maybe after one hour or maybe during worship or maybe the next day or maybe whenever I start to realize and feel that the Holy Spirit is guiding me to certain situation, to certain circumstances that remind me, okay, this is the point. And I think he wants to make it clear that this is the point he puts the finger on. Sometimes it's very simple. For example, last year I did the same thing. Maybe uh, it's the case that you find a chair and you ask the Holy Spirit and you do hear nothing. Sometimes it can be like a day. Sometimes you need a week for that until you come to the place where you hear God. I heard, heard last year just the word, pray more. Pray more. I said, yeah, okay, that's a no-brainer. I'm a pastor. I wrote it down, pray more. And that's the thing. It can be something very simple. God is saying, start a small group. Take care for your friendship. Go to the gym once a week. Open up your Bible again. It can be something very simple. And now comes the last point is write the action step into your agenda. Make it practical because, for example, when I heard the voice, pray more. For my wife, it's easy. She can pray for one hour and not stopping. If I pray after five minutes, I have said everything. I'm a man. And I had a problem. And I said to God, if you say I should pray more, how can I do that? He said, you have to combine it with your routine. And I, and I put it in my channel, for example, this is how I prayed last year. When I take a shower, I say, God, thank you for the fresh water. Thank you that you've created me. I'm so glad for the new day under the shower. It's my praise moment. I sing because nobody can hear me. It's my praise moment because I take any hour shower. I take a shower and I praise God. When I'm going 
to the restroom and you unload certain things, I bring all my worries to God. I load it down. I give it to Jesus. Always on a restroom, I bring my worries, my sorrows to Christ. I load it down. I combine the restroom with complaining to God. When I drive from my car to ICF, the church, I ask God for open doors because God is God of open doors for new opportunities, for every email, for my Instagram account, for all the things that God has given me. When I play golf, once a week on a Monday, when I drive home to have an hour, I pray for my friends, for Michi, for Simon, for the staff, for my movement, for all the friends that God has given me. I figured out, I will not, I cannot pray right now for an hour. My wife, it's easy. But for me, I break it down into my daily routines. Put it in your agenda. On a Tuesday, we have the hour of prayer. I don't pray in the, pray in the morning. I pray live in the studio to the people. And it's my prof prophesying moment where I prophesy to the people, whatever. That means I put the action step into my daily routine. And if I don't do it, I have to be honest, I will be lost. Really, because I have so many things to do. And that's the whole point. If you put it in your agenda, you can be pretty sure that you'll be a changed person from now in a year. Do you know that in one day, Paul was killing Christians, but the next day, he was a Christian? Do you know that one day, Peter was a fisherman, but the next day, he was a fisher of men? Don't judge someone based on that one day if God can create the whole world in one day he can create a new heart in one simple moment this is what I really do believe and my hope and our prayer with Pastor Susan and I is that you become more like Jesus Christ ask the Holy Spirit how can I put down these points into very practical action steps do the baby steps, put it down in your agenda. And I want to close with a Bible verse in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. For God did not give us a spirit of fear. I'm so happy. We don't have a spirit of fear. God gave us a spirit of power and love and also good minded. For God did not give us a spirit of fear, He gave us a spirit of power and of love and of a good mind. Isn't that cool? Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship say that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye